This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we are talking about building strength of character. As usual, I would love to know where you are, what you're up to, and what everything around you looks like as you listen to this episode. And if you like coming back here week on week, I would love for you to drop a quick rating in the Apple or Spotify app. It will take about 10 seconds of your time and it would really mean the world to me. Thank you so much for your support and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Victoria Sardin Podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Hello, everybody. I hope you're all doing well. I'm excited to find you here on another Monday morning. Today's episode is about the topic, how to build strength of character. So the reason why this podcast episode came to me is because as I was starting the week, I was reflecting on what my intention was going to be for the week ahead. I love setting weekly intentions. It's something that I find does me a lot of good. I'm somebody who really likes to check boxes and to pursue very specific goals. And something I recently told my client is that actually when we are the kind of person who really loves a checkbox, we are the kind of people who would actually probably benefit more from intention setting rather than goal setting. So if you're not fully clear on the difference, a goal is something we can really check off the list, such as meditate for 10 minutes every morning or go for a run in the evening or finish this task. Those would be goals. And an intention would be something that doesn't actually finish. It's not something we cross off, but it's something we can bring ourselves back to all the time. So for example, stay present could be an intention, perhaps also listen with care, perhaps listen with the intention of understanding is one that I love, maybe remain focused could be an intention, even check in with yourself, right? So to stay present, connected with yourself could be an intention as well. So there's lots of different intentions that we can place. And the intention I actually put for the week ahead was inspired when I was in a workout class and the workout class was actually called Strength. And at the end of the class, the instructor asked, what is one word that you want to keep with you for the week ahead? And interestingly enough, the word that came to me was strength, most probably inspired by the class I was in. I didn't search very far, but it really spoke to me in that moment because I had a big week ahead and a week where I had to really have quite a bit of big conversations, things that would probably impact my future quite a bit, where I'd have to somewhat stand up for myself and really present myself with strength of character. And so this word strength came to mind for me and I wrote it in my agenda as I do every week. I always write my intention for the week at the top of my agenda and I wrote the word strength. And then I was thinking about it and I thought, what do I actually mean by strength? Why did strength pop out at me as a word that I wanted to hold as an intention? Well, I thought about it and I thought, it's more about strength of character. It's really strength of character that I wanted to keep with me that week. So I started thinking, okay, what does strength of character even mean? And so all that reflection led me to now creating this podcast episode. So that's a little bit of the background story, but I thought I would share with you a little bit of my reflections on that 
on what is strength of character and how we can actually build it. So when it comes to strength of character, it can be very highly linked with the personality trait agreeableness. So anyone who's not familiar with the big five personality trait model, I talk about it a lot. I go in depth with it with my clients one-on-one. I also have an entire podcast series about the big five. So I will link in the show notes below the specific podcast episode about agreeableness. But the reason why strength of character is related to agreeableness is because it's often associated with low agreeableness. So agreeableness is our tendency to put other people's wants and needs before our own. So it's our tendency to self-sacrifice. It's our tendency to want to cooperate or let's say to prioritize cooperation over self-interest. It's our tendency to want to help and to do nice things for others. It's our tendency to avoid conflict and our tendency to shy away from any kind of confrontation. So interestingly enough, although agreeableness sounds like something we should all strive for, being too high in agreeableness can actually have a negative impact on different areas of our life. So when we talk about setting boundaries, when we talk about people-pleasing, when we talk about not standing up for what we want or for what we need, or let's say to the extreme, being in a position of quote-unquote doormat, right? That would be being very, very high in agreeableness. And so being low in agreeableness, although it might sound like something we wouldn't want, is actually often related with strength of character because being low in agreeableness is what leads us to be sure of what we want, to ask for what we want, to make what we want clear and heard, to not be afraid to maybe step into a confrontation if a confrontation is needed, to not be afraid to set boundaries. So those are all attributes of low agreeableness. And so this is why agreeableness is very linked with strength of character. However, it's a bit more than that. It's a little bit more complex than just being low in agreeableness. So that's what I wanted to touch on is what are three main attributes or main elements of strength of character, what it actually looks like. And then I'm going to touch on a few really practical ways into how we can actually build strength of character. So the first one is knowing who we want to be. So in order to have strength of character, we need to know who it is that we want to be. And that's actually why I also wanted to start this podcast episode talking about intention, because ultimately it's intention. It's being intentional about the kind of person that we want to be. And so when we talk about knowing who we want to be, it's knowing what are our principles and what are our values. Now, it's quite challenging off the top of our head to simply think about, okay, what are my principles? What are my values? It seems easier said than done. However, there's a few quite simple ways that we can already get a little bit more clarity, at least on what our values are. So an exercise that I often do with my clients is we do an entire value finding workshop. So we'll do one full session dedicated only to finding our core values. And there's a big process, a lot of different questions and reflections we go through in order to really find these values. However, I'll just share one with you that will already give you a bit of a sneak peek, a bit of a preview, and hopefully give you a little bit more clarity on what your values might be. And that is simply looking at your life and really asking yourself, what makes your life your own? 
So if you were to compare yourself to somebody else who is around your age, who maybe was born in similar conditions, who's similar to you, let's say, what makes your life yours and what makes you you compared to them? So in my case, for example, moving around is a huge part of my life. Obviously, I've lived in lots of different countries and I continue to want to move around and to travel and explore. So that's something that I think makes my life quite unique. Now, whether that's specifically linked to a value or simply me continuing with the way that I grew up and actually almost staying in quote unquote my comfort zone. I mean, that's a whole other conversation, which we won't talk about right now. However, that's something that I think makes my life very much my own. My passions around health and specifically how I choose to live my day-to-day life really based around routines that prioritize mental and physical health, that's something that I also think makes my life different and unique because other people won't necessarily have the same practices that I do. And let's say an average woman my age probably wouldn't live in exactly the same way I do because they maybe don't prioritize mental and physical health as much, let's say. So there's a few things like that that make my life my own. Somebody else might have, let's say, a creative outlet which is super important to them. And so that makes their life their own. Or in your case, for example, there might be a job that you really identify with and you think that that makes you very unique. And so look at your life and ask yourself, what makes your life yours? What makes your life unique and different from the average person? In my situation, for example, moving around definitely plays a big part into my life and I would tie that probably with values around adventure and excitement and experience. I'm not sure exactly which value that would be linked to, but let's say in that realm and also value of connection. So connection for me is super important and I definitely feel most connected when I'm in an international environment with other people who have also lived abroad and moved around and had an international upbringing, let's say. So those are two values that would be very linked to that specific part of my life that makes me who I am. So in your situation, it might be something different, but you can already start to reflect on that a little bit to look at what makes your life your life, what makes it different. And from there, you will already have much more clarity on what your values are. So that's kind of within this first question that I said, knowing who you are. So that is the first point when it comes to building strength of character. We have to know who we are and who we want to be. So what are our guiding values and which are the guiding values that we want to keep driving us forward? What is our moral compass? That's also something we can ask ourselves when it comes to this first question of really knowing who we are and who we want to be. That is fundamental when it comes to strength of character because when we talk about strength of character, it is someone who sticks to their guns, right? Who sticks to their moral compass, who knows what they want, who knows what kind of person they want to be, and they do not let themselves be swayed in every direction simply because maybe their environment is changing. So that is the first point, knowing who you want to be. So think about that, ask yourself your values, think about the intention behind it, what kind of person do you want to be? The second point is actually owning who you want to be, right? So you can know who you want to be, you can know your guiding values, you can know your moral compass, you can know the things that you believe are right and wrong and the things you want to stand up for, but the question is, are you actually standing up for them? Right? Are you sticking to those even though you might be in an environment where people are different, where people might think differently, 
where your thoughts might not be accepted or where maybe actually you're just too afraid to vocalize them or you're too afraid to actually stand up for yourself. So that's the second point. We have to learn how to own it, to own who it is that we want to be. And in order to own it, we have to back ourselves. And I know it's easier said than done, but it is so key to actually be able to back ourselves and to be our own cheerleader, be our own backbone, be our own biggest support. So a lot of us will find ourselves with imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome is where we feel like we're a fraud. We feel like someone's going to find out that we're not in the right place and we have no idea what we're doing. And I did an entire podcast episode on imposter syndrome, so I recommend you have a listen to that. I will link it in the show notes below. However, imposter syndrome is something that stands in our way from us backing ourselves. And a really, really simple way that we can already start to combat that is reminding ourselves why we should back ourselves. What are the specific reasons why we are in the right place, why we are in the right room, and why we should be the one to stand up for what it is that we believe in? So recently, I was in a work situation, which was quite challenging, a little bit out of my comfort zone, and I knew that if I wasn't careful, I would have a tendency to be a bit more quiet, to not fully speak up, to not show up as someone who truly believes in what she has to offer. And so before entering that situation, I really had to bring myself through this process of asking myself, why should I back myself? Why am I in the right room? Why am I the perfect person to follow through with this task? Why do I have no doubt that I will be successful? What are all of those reasons? And honestly, this reflection process, it might seem like you're just covering up insecurities, but honestly, going through the process of genuinely asking yourself to list out all of the reasons why you should back yourself and why you deserve to back yourself can be so, so, so comforting. In my case, in particular, at least, it was incredibly empowering to see all those reasons listed there. And as I read through them, I thought, that's true. Those are all true. And ultimately, I could have written a list of the reasons why I was not in the right place and why I didn't know what I was doing, and that would probably be true as well. But that's not what I needed to hear or what I needed to think about in that moment. I needed to be in a position where I felt like I could back myself. And a lot of the time, we need that rationality. We need to literally see it listed out in front of us of all the reasons why. And then we can bring our bias out of the equation. So our bias will always shift us towards leaning more towards self-doubt if it feels like there's a potential for danger. I've spoken about this a lot in other podcast episodes, but our brain is wired to make us survive, not to make us thrive. So if staying small is going to make us more likely to be accepted by the tribe and not die, then it will keep us small. But that isn't necessarily what's going to make us thrive, right? That's not necessarily what's going to lead us to the strength of character. So we need to actually shift that bias and bring ourselves back to all the reasons why we are in the right room. So that is the second one, is owning it. The third one is humility. So this is where it's slightly different than only being low in agreeableness because we can be low in agreeableness, meaning that we might be quite stubborn, we might you know, be very sure of ourselves. we might always want to put our own wants and needs first, 
But that's not true strength of character if it doesn't include humility. And humility is when we are so secure with ourselves that we are not afraid to be wrong. And we are also not afraid to admit that we might be wrong. Or to even admit that we don't know. So in those situations, if we are so secure that we're not afraid to be wrong, it's because being wrong in that situation, or let's say not knowing the answer to something in that situation, does not put our fundamentals back into question. So going back to that first one, if we know we are the kind of person who have good intentions, who is hardworking, who has a strong moral compass, who has certain beliefs, and then moving on to point two, if we're able to own it and back ourselves and say, you know what? I am allowed to think this way. I am allowed to feel this way. I am in the right room. I do have the right to pitch myself for this job or to stand up for myself in this family dynamic or whatever it is. Then with the third point, we have the humility to say, okay, I might have been wrong or maybe I don't know or maybe I'm not sure in this situation, but I'm still the person with strong moral compass, with strong values, who knows who she is. That isn't being put into question simply because maybe I've made a mistake or maybe I've said the wrong thing or maybe I don't know. And we can actually admit that. We can say, you know what, you're totally right. I've overstepped my line. Or you know what, you're totally right. I had no idea what I was doing in that situation. Or actually, I don't understand what you're saying. Or I don't know the answer to that question or whatever it might be. But we're able to accept that and acknowledge it and even vocalize it because it does not put, once again, those fundamentals back into question. So those are the three key elements to having strength of characters, knowing who you want to be and who you are, owning it, and having humility. Now, I wanted to end with three really concrete, actionable steps that we can take in order to build that strength of character. So the first one is being honest with ourselves. So if you find that maybe you struggle to be honest with yourself, or maybe that you lack a little bit in self-awareness, then journal. Journaling is the best way that we can improve our self-awareness because it forces us to put things into words. We have to make coherent sentences and we have to get our thoughts onto paper. So if we are really honest with ourselves while journaling, then we are able to build in that self-awareness because it gives us the time and space to truly reflect without anyone else in the room. If you don't know where to start when you're journaling, start by asking yourself questions specific to this. So you can ask yourself, when have I been weak in character? That's a really hard question. And sometimes it's hard to admit. And sometimes we'd rather not think about it. But that's how we build in self-awareness. And that's how we can pinpoint the situations in which we maybe have been weak in character. And we can reflect on what we would want to do instead. We can also ask ourselves, when have I been strong in character? Because we want to anchor in the times in which we've done it quote-unquote right. The times in which we'd want to repeat that same action. And another question you can ask yourself through journaling is, who do I admire? Who is somebody who is strong of character? And what do they look like? And what do they act like? And what kind of beliefs or thoughts do they have that allow them to show up in that way? And do I have those beliefs and thoughts? 
Are there some that I do have to a certain extent? Is that the kind of person that I want to show up as? What would owning that look like? How can I have my own back enough to show up in that way? So these are the kind of questions that we can ask ourselves through journaling. And once again, the most important when journaling is to remember that this is our space for us to be 100% honest with ourselves. If we feel like we're beating around the bush or we're not being honest about it, it's not going to be helpful. The second way in which we can build strength of character is remember action before integration. So I always say this to my clients, action before integration. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time in order to anchor in a new way of being and a new belief. But if we're able to act in a certain way first, it gives us the confidence that we can And then if we've done it once and we've shown up with strength of character, then we can probably do it again. And if we do it a second time and doing it a third time, then all of a sudden it's no longer acting and it becomes reality. I have an entire podcast episode about this idea of the persona. So this is something that is very linked to this. So I'll link that in the show notes below. I recommend that you have a listen. It's really interesting about how we can show up with a specific persona, with a specific person that we want to be in mind. And through that persona, we're actually able to build the internal strength that we feel like we are quote unquote acting previously. When it comes to action before integration, it's really helpful to prepare yourself ahead of time. So if there's a situation where you know you want to show up with strength of character, so let's say you're going to a challenging social situation and you want to show up, let's say to a networking event with confidence, able to walk up to anyone in the room and start a conversation. Think about it ahead of time. Don't just spring yourself into the unknown and expect that you will show up in a way that maybe you haven't in the past. It most probably will not happen. So genuinely take the time to prepare yourself to think about, okay, I'm going to walk in the room. I won't know anyone. What am I going to do? How am I going to look around the room? Who am I going to decide to go talk to? What am I going to say? What's going to be my icebreaker, right? Prepare yourself ahead of time. And thinking back at that second point that I talked about, owning yourself, having your own back, and moving away from imposter syndrome, maybe think ahead of time, okay, what are all the interesting things that make me a great person to network with? Why would somebody love to discuss with me in a networking event, right? What makes me a great candidate for this kind of conversation or reaching out for this kind of business agreement, let's say, whatever it might be. So really prepare yourself and think about it. Ask yourself how you're going to show up. If you have a difficult conversation to have, prepare your points in your head. Think about what it is that you're going to say. Imagine yourself already showing up with strength in your voice, with strength of character. What's your posture going to be like? How are you going to handle the situation? Really think about it. Don't allow yourself to simply wing it. And the third point of how we can actually build this strength of character is to empower others. So this one's interesting because when we think about building strength of character, we often think about the self. But ultimately, who are those that we admire the most and who are those that come with the most strength? It's not those who make it all about them, them, and them. It's those who actually are so strong, once again, and so secure that they're the ones building the platform for others to rise. When we have this need to prove ourselves, it comes through and that does not come through a strength of character. 
However, when we create, once again, this platform for others to shine, that comes off as true strength of character. So those are my actionable points for you for this episode. Be honest with yourself. Journal if that's something that you want to work on. Second, practice action before integration. And the third one is empower others. I would love to know your thoughts on this episode. I would love to hear some of your feedback. Please don't hesitate to send me a message. This is a lot of the kind of work that I do with my clients as well. We look at their specific life situations. We understand which are the areas in which they might want to make changes. What are the kind of intentions they want to bring to certain times in their life, to certain conversations, to certain relationships, to certain areas and we discuss we discuss what are these changes they want to make who do they want to be how do they want to show up and we create a really concise and actionable plan for them to move ahead and to ultimately reach that to be that person they want to be and have that innate strength of character in order to do it if you want to chat more about one-on-one coaching I will put the link for the details in the show notes below. You'll find it all over there. Feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to have a chat. In the meantime, guys, I'll see you next week for a brand new episode.